Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Russell Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel, your Jam That Champion, and I'm joined, as mostly always, my intangible co-host Tempest. Hey, I'm the one who's here. I'm hey. on all these goddamn shows. That's what I'm saying. I'm. It's mostly us together, mostly. Yeah, but it's not. Like it's not. not you joined mostly as always by me. It's me okay. joined mostly as always by you. Right. So when when I do the intro, I'm mostly always, no no that still says the same thing. Nope. Mm-hmm. There's hmm. I'm mostly here and always joined by Tempest. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's about right. That's that's yeah. closer to the truth. Much better. Yeah. How you doing yeah. today, man? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I've noticed that since joining this little Wordle group, pretty much every conversation that I have with the office people starts and ends with Wordle. Mm-hmm. It checks out. It's pretty um, wild. I mean, I was even part of After Dark yesterday. We were getting mm-hmm. questions about Wordle, so we spoke about mm-hmm. Wordle for a while. That was a that was a day. Can't wait for like the Wordle fad is gonna pass, and there's still gonna be all this content that's just gonna be us talking about Wordle. <laughs> Everyone's gonna people... be like, guys, no one cares. Yeah, no, no one cares. There was a stupid word game for like a month and a half, and that's all you could talk about. And now it exists, and it's in the form of all this content. We've got podcasts upon podcasts of us just talking about Wordle. Mm-hmm. And now there's now there's a new game that everyone wants to talk about. It's called Blah Blah Blah. Is it really? It's, it's called Blah Blah Blah? That's crazy. You know what it is, and I'm going to make it now, just to spite you. <laughs> Blahblahblah.com. Yeah. Get it registered right now. I'm going to sell it to New York Love Times. Um, something that's been quite exciting, Tempest, for me. Um, have you heard of a little thing called diamond painting? I might have mentioned it to you before. I can't remember. Diamond painting? Diamond painting, yes. Sounds like what Malcolm Bivens does. No, I have not. <laughs> it's um, it's essentially kind of like a like a paint by numbers thing mm-hmm. where you get like a, a little, uh, like a picture, like a canvas type thing. It's made out of this like, adhe- it's got like adhesive on it. And each like little pixel of pixel of this picture that you get uh, has a different letter on it. And the letter corresponds with what color thing you're supposed to put on, and you get these little like little beads of plastic that are kind of like they're 
diamond-ish shaped. Like mm. they've got like a flat edge and then the, the it's kind of got texture on the top of it. And then you just put them on the picture and you make a picture. And I got a new one. Now I'm going to unwrap it because I want to look at it. It's cool. I love, I love diamond painting and this picture's cool. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's a lot of paint involved. There's zero painting involved in this. Mm. Um, I feel like this is a misdirection. <laughs> uh, it would help if this was not stuck. So, here we go. This is some, this is some great stuff for the for the podcast. Ooh. It's some dragons. There's a dragon. There's more than one dragon. Slayer, which I do not want to fall. Uh, so you get tons of these little, like... I don't know, because they're little, like, beads. You know? Beads? 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 Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Beads. you just need to put them on the thing. That is literally it. That's the whole thing. And you just get a nice little picture. Like these dragons. Look at them. Very nice. It's pretty Very nice pic pixely dragons. Yeah. And the then, best kind of dragons. And then, and there, if it actually wants to focus, you can see there's, like, letters on them. Mm-hmm. Goodness me, that's a lot of things. My eyes are not designed to look at things that small. Yeah, so it's like... Mm, I was going to make a joke. I won't. Um, All right, Andy and... Dadson. <laughs> so, yeah, i got that to do now. That makes me very happy because I've, I've been working on another one. It's actually not mine. It's a birthday present for a friend, which I can show you. Two seconds. Well, he's off. He's off to go and find it. Hey, everyone. I caught a shiny Pokemon this week. Caught a Murkrow. Hell yeah, dude. Love Murkrow. Hell yeah. Oh, this is Pikachu. Well, Pikachu. It's so it's close to being Pikachu. done. I've got, like, some columns here that just need doing right at the end. Mm. Everything else is done. Look at it. Goodness, this seems like a lot of work. It sure is. I've been working on it since, like, January. That's but insane. It's cool, man. I love it. Yeah. It's it's cool, It's good cool. for, like, you know, like... Mindfulness and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just soothing. It's great. Heck yeah. Also Pikachu. Okay. So Pikachu. My Smash Brothers main. We, we, we're talking about Smash Brothers again. Mm -hmm. right, continuing the conversation from After Dark, which you can listen to on patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh... I'm going to craft you into a Smash Brothers player. <laughs> are you now yeah i'm gonna find what main works for you and teach you the buttons mm -hmm. i vaguely know a couple of attacks from kirby because that's the default thing you use on the story mode of smash Bros. ultimate which is the only one i've played for like maybe a couple hours tops i played that i think so yeah i know like that down b down B is the thing where you transform into the thing and then go poof, onto the stage. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's my mm -hmm. Kirby knowledge. Mm -hmm. But if you just press B with no other buttons, he gives you the suck. That's the true. And you, and, and you go you go inside you go inside him and then he he mm -hmm. adopts some of your powers. I'm sorry, Tempest. He gives you the suck and then you go inside him? Mm-hmm. Uh, the phrase Kirby is a very popular character, Pete. <laughs> For no reason in particular. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. And then there's 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 the the, the side bees are the ones with the big 
Big Hammer? Is that the little hits with the thing? Is that Kirby? Is that uh, I think that's side A. I think side B sure. is his little like dash fireball move. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the the up B is the with the like the big like sword and then it's e- e- yeah that one yeah. he's his little you know sword I mean. and a shockwave type thing yeah. comes out yes that one yeah 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 mm-hmm. and then there's also just up he just he inflates a bit and just whoop yeah he's a little he's, he's a little balloon you can just float little away balloon. little pink balloon we love yeah, him, and, him and jigglypuff are the same character <laughs> <laughs> one sings and one sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the difference I feel like there, um, there's probably like a tag team that we can relate that to. One sings and one sucks. There's got to be someone who does that. <laughs> one sings and one sucks. Yeah. Uh, well, I, don't there's not I, would, enough singing I, I was going to say Rusev and Aiden English, but I don't think Rusev sucks. So, you yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. We'll come back to it. We'll think of something. We'll email. Support yeah, email <laughs> us and come up with a tag team of one person who sings and one person who sucks. Uh, anyway, let's get into talking about this uh, this episode of SmackDown Rampage, where the first thing we're going to be talking about is actually nothing from SmackDown or Rampage. It's this report that is supposed to be Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. What? Let's talk about it. In the most stupendous Wrestle Tonight, Wrestlemania, all-time big mania show ever, we might be getting not only the return of Vince McMahon to wrestling, but according to a report, Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. What? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am Chopper Piconel, your Jam That Champion, and I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Hey, buddy. What's up, pal? Been a while. Yeah, been, uh, yeah it's been a little bit. Shir- shirking your responsibilities as LIW co-host. I, I a, wouldn't a couple say shows shirking. There. I, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say shirking at all. I... You know, I was I was just on holiday for Elimination Chamber Day, which is the Saturday, so I had to miss out on you know the the the, the SmackDown stuff, and yeah, I had some other other stuff come up for last Wednesday. No, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say shirking. Sure. I haven't been avoiding you. That's ridiculous. Mm. Mm. Who said that? I didn't say that. Did you say that? No one said that. No, of course not. Mm. Would you care? Walk me through your 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 choices from the last week and a half. Chopper, I thought we had a an unspoken understanding. Yeah, as we approached Elimination Chamber, something that yeah, has very clearly not been the case. So I mean, I, I would I, appreciate. Uh, I've had lots of of, of choices in the past process. week and a half. You know, like I I I chose a really good lunch one of these days. Um, I I chose to um not do the NXT podcast last week that was also a, a choice that, that that came up um i i made the choice to to go have some drinks with work you know there's lots of choices damn it pete this. not messing around here not joking tell me about that goddamn belt you got over your shoulder 
Mm -hmm. I've never even seen the damn thing. I live on the other side of the ocean, and I was mm -hmm. this close to having the inside track for my shot at a Jam That Championship match. At Jam That Jamia, mind you. Mm-hmm. We don't mm -hmm. call it that. It's Wrestle Jamia. It's Wrestle Jamia. That was close. There's too much jam. Regardless. <laughs> why didn't you pick me, Pete? So, so okay. So here's the thing. So I had the I choice came to last in predictions last time. You wouldn't have had to worry. I wouldn't have won. Mm. Mm. You could have put me on the show, yeah. Tribal Pete. I, yeah. Am I going to have to find a Brock Lesnar to go and advocate I, for? Look, look, Tempest. I, I chose Ollie to face Andy for the interim jam, that championship, because Ollie's never beaten me in predictions. So if I if he won, which he did, then I know that I can beat him in predictions. That means I can retain my belt, and that means that after WrestleJamia, I can I can defend it. It's WrestleJamia Backlash after that. WrestleJamia Backjam. And you know, that's like an... Normally, that's an even better show than WrestleJamia. That's, a, that's where, that's where like, we... That's where we started, man. Last year. That's where, that's where we became LIW. That's, that was going to be the place where I was going to defend the belt against you mm -hmm. so you know you better why. you better make it past russell jamia then as i all have to say i will anyway okay. let's talk about smackdown where there well we're not actually going to be talking about smackdown we're going to be talking about a report from post wrestling uh because it had been previously reported that vince mcmahon might be returning to the ring for wrestlemania 38 that's mental um and now there's a new report from Post Wrestling that says that not only will Vince McMahon be returning to the ring for WrestleMania 38, but also that he will be wrestling, drumroll please, Pat McAfee. Like, commentator, Pat McAfee. That's an interesting choice. I... What? <laughs> you know, for a WrestleMania that needs tickets to to sell, they're pulling out all the stops. All the stops. This yeah. is not the McMahon I was expecting to see have a match at WrestleMania. No. I don't know what this could possibly look like. Because, I mean, Vince hasn't wrestled in 10 years. And he's old now. Like, he was pushing it, being, like, a 62-year-old man wrestling Randy Orton and, like, CM Punk on Raw and stuff. Like, oh, he's in his early 60s. He might hurt himself. Now he's in his early 70s. That's... Isn't he in his late 70s now? Yeah, I was about to say, it's not it's not the early 70s anymore. Vince McMahon. How old is Vince McMahon? He was he's 70. Yeah, he's 76. He's not even early 70s anymore. Goodness me, yeah. time gets away from me. <sighs> like, that's... That's pretty wild. He's closer to 80 than he is to 70. Yeah. How are you going to wrestle a match at WrestleMania? That's he's going to be turning 77 this year. Well, I guess, yeah. The answer to that question is he's not. Like, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be exchanging wrist locks with Pat <laughs> Can you imagine? You know what I mean? He might, he might fall off something onto a big crowd of people or onto a crash pad and everyone goes, whoa! Yeah. Kind of like how he jumped off the thing at WrestleMania in 2020. You yeah. know? Prove to Rob Gronkowski that it's okay. You don't have to be a, a small man. You can jump off a platform 
it's a much bigger deal than winning a million Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. Vince Vince Absolutely. McMahon could do it. Yeah, exactly. Who are you, Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> but yes, I don't know. I don't know what this is. This is absolutely bizarre. Mm-hmm. I, just... I, I don't know. It seems like they're throwing. I don't. And again, it's a report. It hasn't been confirmed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll believe this one when I see it. I will not believe that Vince McMahon is a scheduled match for WrestleMania until I see the graphic. But even yep. still, like. They're throwing a lot at the wall right now and seeing what sticks when it comes to WrestleMania, you know. Sure are. My God. I was I was having a look today because I'm I'm super duper mega crazy excited for Revolution next weekend. Because mm-hmm. the shape of that card yeah. is unbelievable how yeah. good it is. Going down that entire card and just going banger, 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 all the way down the card. And then I started thinking about WrestleMania, and I was like, <laughs> this is not the same caliber. You've got a couple yeah. of headline matches with Lesnar Reigns and Flair um, Flair Rousey, and you've got Lynch Belair, and all of them could be good. You know, I think all of those have the capability to be good matches. And then you're going to have Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Stone Cold potentially return against Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have Vince McMahon potentially wrestle Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if Stone Cold's returning to the ring, and Vince McMahon is also returning to the <laughs> ring at the same WrestleMania, I hadn't thought of this. I hadn't thought of this. Run it back, man! <laughs> right, WrestleMania 39, Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon one more time. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm so confused with the thought process. I don't know if anyone is interested in watching Vince McMahon wrestle anymore. Yeah. Because I think it was, he was only vaguely interesting back in his heyday, and only really in the WrestleMania X7 match, because of the stupid soap opera I drugged my wife story, or wrestling Austin. And, like, that's about it, right? That was the only time that Vince McMahon was actually, like, interesting to yeah. wrestle. To actually watch yeah. wrestle. Not as a character, but just... Yeah, it, it comes and goes a little bit. Like, if if, if this was going to happen, I would have expected Vince McMahon to, like, wrestle AJ Styles or something. You know? Mm-hmm. Just be like, who's the best wrestler that could make sure that Vince McMahon doesn't die? AJ yeah. Styles? Boom. There you go. You know... Vince McMahon had a pretty decent match with like Shawn Michaels, given that was mm-hmm. 16 years ago, but still, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of all this. This is just wackiness, absolute wackiness. There I... might be some bangers on that show, like maybe yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. That match would be fun. Absolutely. If Edge and AJ Styles comes together, that match should be a banger. That'll be the match I'm most looking forward to the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are like six matches on Revolution right now that I'm looking forward to more than that match. Yep. Dude, I, ju- I just... The thing is, like you said, if you were going to have Vince McMahon return, you would have thought it would be set up with the character that Vince currently has on TV. He's been mm. having an awful lot of interactions with Austin Theory, so there's mm. every possibility that Austin Theory could do a run-in and it will basically be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. 
mm-hmm. via Vince McMahon also being there. And it could be, you know, no DQ match and Austin Theory just kind of wrestles in his place. Or Vince sure. McMahon chooses Austin Theory as his champion or whatever and, and goes in. Also possible. What I don't understand is why you'd pick Pat McAfee out of everybody. Yeah, because hard, he's only wrestled on NXT twice, using a completely different character than what he's done up to now. He's a out-and-out babyface commentator on SmackDown while Vince McMahon is on Raw. It just seems like a really out-of-left-field choice when you have a roster full of wrestlers to go, I want the commentator who hasn't mm-hmm. really wrestled before. Like, yes, but at the same time, one of those one of those uh, commentators is like an M- NFL Hall of Fame guy. Yeah. He's going to be the one that gets you on... Uh, on sports center the next day sure you know and honestly when it involves someone like that i i think the 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 thinking and the thought process stops there it's just like well we got pat mcafee we got to have him do something let's have him wrestle vince mcmahon it'll it'll be great yeah you know i just i i'm i'm very confused by the whole thing and the thing that i think makes this slightly more interesting is the fact that it was also announced on SmackDown that Vince McMahon is going to be appearing on the Pat McAfee show. Hell yeah. Which, like, one, Vince McMahon doing, like, a, a podcast appearance. Odd. He hasn't done that since, what, the Stone Cold one? Yeah, like, that's about right. It's a long time, right? So, him just making an appearance full stop is, is crazy. But him going on the Pat McAfee show, when a report comes out that it's going to be Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee at WrestleMania, like, you'd feel like maybe that match is going to be set up on this show? Which also feels really weird. Like, why would you yeah. set up on the Pat McAfee show and not on TV? I, I mean, all of this is fair, just like, what are they the Pat McAfee Adam Cole match on the podcast. Yeah, for NXT though. That's not a good for point. WrestleMania. NXT is not WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. All of this is so confusing, and I don't know how to feel about it. Um. Yeah. Uh. Also, you should let us know how you feel. Send in your ultra chats mm-hmm. to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Um, I don't really have many other thoughts about this. Currently, my, have, my brain I, is just going like... Yeah. My, huh? thought, my thoughts don't exist yet until I see mm. it. You know, until yep. I see something. This isn't real. This would be like, it's no way. They'll, they'll figure something yep. else out. Like, that. Right? that's that's not happening. So until I see something a little more tangible, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my thoughts. Mm, for but sure. What a, what a weird thing for this to... Just this be. this could be genuinely not one of the most stupendous two night WrestleMania. This is just be one of the weirdest WrestleManias uh-huh. ever. <laughs> if Stone Cold comes back and Vince McMahon comes back, and then you've got the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, trademark copyright. This is gonna be a weird mania, man. I don't I don't yeah. know. And I don't know yeah. if it's gonna be good. <laughs> hey, the ones with the worst builds sometimes turn out okay. Yeah, very possible. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's see what uh, what you guys think. Let's get into some ultra chats. Send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support uh, because we're going to bring out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. We've got one here from Mayor of Painesville, Dan. It says, uh, Vince just fell asleep last night and fell onto his remote. He woke up at night and saw that he was watching Wrestle Kingdom. He's never seen something like, like this before. And he thought to himself, God damn it, I'm going to do that at Mania. High work rate. Sure. <laughs> I work great. I work great. Vince McMahon. That's yeah. Yeah. You know, there there was uh once upon a time on there was like a DVD released for the 2006 DX run, you know, and it had like sure. interviews with like the Spirit Squad and Vince McMahon and everybody, and they were all in character during the interviews. And most of the time, WWE DVD interviews are just you know, they're documentaries, so they just do interviews with people out of character this time you had like the whole spirit squad and the mcmahon's like just talking in character so you've got like vince mcmahon talking before his match with dx and he's just like mm-hmm. one day vince mcmahon shane mcmahon will go into the wwe hall of fame and people will remember for their their grace in the ring their at their agility their their <laughs> I'm just sitting there. He's just putting himself over very quiet. It's not like a Vince McMahon, genetic jackhammer. He's just very quietly talking about how he's actually the best wrestler ever. It's pretty spectacular. I got um I heard Ollie and Luke talk about who should potentially induct uh The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. 
And they were saying it should really be like Kane or Vince are probably the two like biggest ones. And they were like, oh, God, you don't want to have Vince because he just rambled. I was like, no, that's exactly why you should have Vince, because I'm not going to watch it. But the memes that would come out of it would be great because it would just be him going the whole time. And it would just be like, it's going to be great. Just do that. It would be entertaining to watch anyway. Um. Uh, Hellord247 has been a member for four months in a row. Thank you very much. Uh, and just said, uh, promoted the contract signing all night for something we've seen a million times. I love Roman, but I'm tired of Brock. Love you guys, though. See, I'm not even tired of Brock. I'm just no. tired of them together. Yeah. Like, I've seen it. it already. And not only I... have I been seeing this since SummerSlam, I've been seeing this match for, like, seven years. Yeah. They've got such a boner for this goddamn match like this is the coronation match for this guy for roman reigns even though he's been coronated so many times you know you know what they have you know what they have for this match pardon pardon my lewdness i got a boner for that we, we yeah. have a video that says boner and i just i wanted to bring it back yeah that makes sense that's yeah. absolutely true though we'll talk about it more when we get into the the full smackdown review but i totally yeah. agree Right now, though, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's review this show, uh, which started off with a really long recap of Lesnar versus Reigns. And they, the ending part of this video recap was them calling it the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. And that is what was on the match graphic. Biggest WrestleMania match of all time is the thing that they kept saying throughout the show. Um, and as I put in the edited review that I that went up on the main WrestleTalk channel earlier... Uh, my response to that is, are you sure about that? Um, <laughs> because it isn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it, I mean, it it's not. I, they haven't done a world title unification match at WrestleMania before. Sure. I will also, at least give them that. It wasn't just Edge and Randy Orton are having a match. It's the best wrestling match of all time. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? I will also say, though, it isn't because... Rock Austin, WrestleMania X7. Mm. You're going to have Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. It's probably pretty big as well. Up there yeah. in conversation. And you can also have, oh, I don't know, Once in a Lifetime, that thing that you promoted for a year between the two biggest stars of like two different generations. You know, that thing. It's true. This match that we've seen at WrestleMania 31, 34, SummerSlam, uh, Crown Jewel last year. I No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. It, it ain't though, is it? um anyway um <laughs> so they ended this video package right we are four minutes into the show and they just ended this this video package and then they throw up the same graphic to be like biggest wrestlemania match of all time it's like i know you just said it like, yeah jesus christ biggest wrestlemania match of all time though and then after that they threw up a graphic that said biggest wrestlemania match of all time contract signing tonight it's like guys <laughs> Please. <laughs> there are other things on this show i promise yeah. yeah they they care about this match a little bit too much that's what i'd say well bad. anyway the actual show once i got into it eventually started off with michael cole introducing ronda rousey who cut like a 
seemingly a pretty nervous promo. If she'd be like, you know, I'm 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 gonna win. It's gonna be it's gonna be really good, and I'm gonna beat Charlotte Flair, and I, I'm really inspired by um you know my, my my accolades in the past and michael Cobb was lifting off the things she's done and all that stuff and he's like yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna win at wrestlemania it's gonna be great and i was like all right you really <laughs> sold me on the show but yeah. <laughs> i appreciate nervous energy ronda more than i hate all the fans you're all stupid and terrible people ronda so absolutely this is yeah. what we're getting i'll take it yeah then michael cole uh, mentioned their match at chamber and saying like oh you had one arm tied behind your back and you know you did okay against Sonya Deville but man you really struggled against Charlotte Flair you know how's that how's that affecting you and it's like she had one arm tied she behind her back she was so dumb I just I feel like I'm having a brain hemorrhage when I'm watching it yeah it's like does Charlotte Flair have your number it's like she had one arm tied behind her back Michael Cole like Jesus anyway um oh, Charlotte Flair comes boy. out and cuts an obnoxious heel promo her underwater promo yeah <laughs> And then uh, Sonya Deville attacked. I wrote Sonya Deville attacked Charlotte. That's incorrect. Sonya Deville attacks Ronda Rousey. Um, Ronda Rousey stands tall. She attacks Sonya. And then later on, it gets made. There's going to be Sonya versus Ronda next week. Because you see everyone, as was illustrated later on this show, the Sonya Naomi thing is done. Yeah. They've gone their separate ways. We waited six months for one singles match. A, an extra month of continuation to tie Ronda Rousey into it, and now it's Ronda's problem. Yeah, Naomi say, the, is a the, punk who just dealt Naomi with feud, this for six months. The Naomi feud was a setup for the Ronda feud. Appalling. This was this is maybe the worst feud I've ever seen. The Sonya yeah. versus Naomi. It, it's up there. It's in the conversation of ones I'll never forget. It's real bad. Um, yeah. We then had uh, so three weeks ago we had New Day versus Los Lotharios. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we had yeah. New Day versus Los Lotharios. Had a week break. Though, to be yeah. fair, I wasn't on the show last week, so there might have been New Day versus Los Lotharios. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Uh, and then this week, we got New Day versus Los Lotharios again. Yep. Come on, guys. Even if it's really good, please stop. Good God. They did the kiss cam, and they kissed definitely not a plant. That's definitely a real not indie wrestler that was also on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it's like you can see it happening in real time. Yeah. When you're seeing a new match, it's like, oh, I'm seeing this seven times in a row, aren't I? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when Bailey and Carmella started wrestling last summer, where it's like something, or was it Bailey? No, it was Bianca and Carmella because Bailey got yes. hurt, Bianca right? Carmella, yes. Like Bailey gets hurt, and they're like, oh, it's, it's Bianca and Carmella. I was like, well, Carmella's won a match. That, that's not. That's not a terrible direction. Let's see it. Okay, we saw it. Very good. What's no, oh, no we're do, we're doing it again. Why are we doing it again? Okay, mm -hmm. well, she won again. Let's let's move on. Oh, we're doing it at the pay-per-view. And you just see it over and over and over again. And the first time you're excited to see it because it's something new, but then they overdo everything. They make you stop caring about everything, Pete. I went into this show saying I wasn't gonna care about SmackDown very much. Yep. But like this was a good match. Yeah, it was also a good match fine. the first two times I saw it this month. Yeah. Christ! I, Imagine you spray you spread these these three matches out over the course of three months. This is a good little tag feud right there. Yeah. This is a good little tag feud to entertain you on SmackDown. Absolutely, yeah. Whatever. Uh, I think this out of those three matches, I think this is probably the weakest one. It wasn't bad. I agree. It was it was fine. Um, the New Day won because Biggie threatened to run over uh, Umberto on a quad bike. <laughs> 
And then Angel was like, don't do that. And then Kofi took advantage. I think the New Day are baby faces. <laughs> um, and uh, and they won with the Midnight Hour. That was all right. Did you catch, it, it still blows me away that like Michael Cole's been doing this for like 25 years or whatever. And they will hit a move and he'll just be like, no, it's the Midnight Hour. Like, it <laughs> yes, I did catch that. It wasn't that. It's like anytime CM Punk would like put on a submission, he'd be like, "Let's see Anaconda Vice." Anaconda Vice, yeah. It's an armbar, Cole. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not, but I would hope that you'd know the difference by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it does seem that we are getting an end to this New Day Lotharios thing because uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland were talking to New Day backstage, and then they drove up on the quad bike, and they were like, oh, "How dare you drive away on a quad bike?" Oh, I'm angry now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Sam Roberts interviewed the Usos. Pat McAfee overreacted to Sam Roberts being there. Um, and they they hyped up the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. And when they started talking about their tag titles, the Viking Raiders came in and beat them up. <laughs> so they don't actually get to talk about their own tag titles, but they do get to talk <laughs> about the biggest WrestleMania match of all time because that's the important bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah um they, they this is the interesting bit though which we might as well talk about now the usos called it here and it got referenced a lot later that it is actually title unification is what they're calling it at wrestlemania it's not yep. a title it's not a winner takes all person gets both belts it is now a title unification match between roman reigns and brock lesnar which you would assume if we're following that logic that that means that one title will kind of be merged into the other yeah. Uh, whether WWE will actually do that or whether they'll just call it title unification and then Roman Reigns will just keep both and then just be like, oh, I don't want one anymore and it goes back. Also possible. But according to their own rules, this should be unifying both titles. Yeah, it should be a unification match. I don't know. I feel like this is like cyclical where they'll unify the titles and then Vince will be like, God damn it, pal. I want a brand split again. And they'll split the brands and they'll introduce a new belt. And we'll just go yeah. on. I've seen this cycle happen twice, you know, where it's like, well, we want a brand split. So you split the brand, you bring in a new belt, you get tired of the second belt, you merge the belts, and then they're like, crap, we want a brand split again, but we've only got one belt. Two or three years later, split the brands again, yep. bring in a new belt. So I fully imagine that they would do that later. That being said, this will all be worth it if this very far out scenario that's not going to happen ends up taking place. Mm-hmm. And that be Roman Reigns gets like wins and gets rid of both the belts. Bring back the gold, the big gold belt. Big gold. Because yeah. I, I saw I saw a picture of Roman Reigns posing with the World Heavyweight Championship on Twitter, and that picture was dead sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like one of the best belts ever. I just, whew, if I gotta watch Roman Reigns for another year as champion leading into this match with The Rock, mm-hmm. I'd like it to be holding that belt. Yeah, just for cool. aesthetic person, you know, aesthetic reasons. I, I like that belt a lot. So I don't know. I don't really care about the it. unification thing. Like I'm kind of middle of the road on the two belts topic where it's like, yeah. well, I like that it allows them to do more storyline wise because like does Kofi Kingston ever win a world title at WrestleMania if there aren't two belts? No, that's just be the Royal Rumble winner, and you're locked into that WrestleMania plan every year. So unless Kofi Kingston's winning the Royal Rumble, that just doesn't happen. So having two belts allows you to do more. That being said, it does make both belts less important. 
Because how can you have two world champions? That doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. So, I don't yeah. know. I think that if they're going to unify them, they'll get rid of the WWE Championship, keep the Universal Championship, and then they'll introduce another belt. So they've been really on the uh, the WWE now then forever together thing lately. Oh. So then they'll introduce the Together Championship, the Forever Championship, and it'll be really. Sh I tell you, I don't I don't care much these days for like WWE history like the lineages of the titles and whatnot mm -hmm. yeah they they if they discontinue the wwe championship mm -hmm. that'll be strange i don't know how i'll feel about that but no nah, see what they need to do is they need to merge them together and then have the multiverse championship <laughs> and then a roman reigns from another universe with his mm -hmm. universal championship will come in yeah and his universal championship will be like purple or something. Yeah. And we'll be like, whoa, he's different. Love it. And, it's and, great. In his universe, everyone else kept the shield music. And he was the great <laughs> <else>. <laughs> uh, We're getting off track. Um, yeah. Uh, Zia Lee made her SmackDown in ring debut against Natalia next. This match was fine. Mm -hmm. It was all right. That, that's the review. She's yep. here. She got drafted in October. <laughs> <sighs> um, the uh, debut was so eagerly anticipated that backstage, Drew Gulak, Shayna Baszler, Nat uh, Aaliyah, and Mansoor are watching this match. What a collection of people. What a weird selection of people. I do not believe that Shayna Baszler would ever associate with these people. No, to the all. point of just standing in front of a monitor. Mm -hmm. Character assassination. Yeah. Um, I will say, also say that um, this is what I said in my editor review as well. Xylee's little like, fire-up spot before the end where she kind of did the arm flailing thing. It did really remind me of that Cybergoth dance. You know, the meme. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, that doesn't look great. I'll be honest. It looks a bit, yeah. looks a bit silly, that. Anyway... Um, we got a recap of the Intercontinental title match from last week. Sami Zayn came up for a championship celebration, got interrupted by Johnny Knoxville. Uh, Zayn attacks Knoxville and gave him two Haluva kicks. Standing tall, it's going to be Zayn versus Knoxville at WrestleMania. And Knoxville's going to win, isn't he? Oh, 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 no. Intercontinental champion Johnny Knoxville? Sure, why not? <laughs> sure. <sighs> the crowd started chanting no balls at Sami, which I quite enjoyed. Oh, that Interesting. That's Kenny's thing. Mm. He's yeah. Kenny no balls. Not Sammy yeah. no balls. They're stealing chance. That's gimmick infringement. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Sami Zayn versus Ricochet next week for the Intercontinental title. Which I that think sounds fun. That could be a bunch of fun if WWE <laughs> wanted it to be fun. That would be a great WrestleMania match if yeah, WWE it wanted it to be. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I liked Sami Zayn's little promo here. I like Sami Zayn a lot. I I'm still holding out hope that eventually Sami Zayn will reveal his little documentary and reveal that he was right and that there mm. was a conspiracy against him. I mean, that would just make this whole character so much more interesting, right? <laughs> just mean like everything he's said and done has been justified. Bam! Just run with that character for another year. I will say that that documentary was supposed to come out like a year ago at this point because it was in the build to yeah. mania 37 mm -hmm. 
I don't think they remember. <laughs> I don't think they do either. He keeps talking about it. They bring it up on commentary. Yeah. Just be like, I don't know. It doesn't require that much thought. Just be like, hey, I've secured footage. Look, here's Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville talking about keeping me down. Here's this and that. Here's whatever examples. It's just yep. like, it's just simple. It's just, I don't know, revamp Sami Zayn just a little bit. Just give his character next steps. Little boost. Yeah. Um, We then got Sasha Banks versus Shotzi. Mm-hmm. On Sasha Banks' entrance, they said her accolades. And I was like, weird. All right, sure. Um, do you remember when they were in like a, bl- a blood feud? Banks and Shotzi. Yeah, that was not that long ago. And Shotzi looked like she was going to be positioned as like a big star in SmackDown, but silly mm-hmm. me, you can't do that. Yep. Uh, Naomi came out for commentary on this match. Um, Sasha won in a few minutes. We're approaching my favorite part of the whole show. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was also my favorite thing on the whole show. Yeah. So, Sasha won in a few minutes. Uh, Naomi then came into the ring and stood alongside Sasha and said, I just want everyone to know that you're looking at the next women's tag team champions. And I went like, bit of an awkward way to announce it and a bit out of nowhere, but gives them something to do as a second team to the women's tag team division. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that's cool. Maybe they, they can have a mania match against um, Carmella and Zelina. And that might be a bit of fun. Cool. I'm up for that. Fine. <laughs> it then cuts backstage. <laughs> I wrote in my notes and I said in my editing review it was Mackenzie Mitchell and I apologize because it wasn't. But I also enjoy the fact that one comment currently has corrected me because nobody knows the difference. Yeah, so I didn't is... know it was the difference. I thought this was Mackenzie Mitchell. Yeah, so this is uh, Megan Megan Moran, I think is her oh, name. Oh, okay. Sure. So it New cuts bottom, back to her. Bottom of the tier list after this segment. Oh my god. So... <laughs> Naomi's just revealed, she said, you're looking at the next women's tag team champions. And they kind of celebrate for a bit. And they go, whoa, future women's tag team champions. Amazing. Cuts backstage to Megan Brand goes, not too sure what Naomi meant by next women's tag team champions. Nonetheless, here's Happy Corbin and Mad Cam Moss. <laughs> a real detective, this, this Megan Morant is. <laughs> Her powers of deduction are... are... <laughs> Uncomparable. Oh. What do you mean? It's not an ambiguous phrase. <laughs> she oh. somehow managed to get lost between point A and point B, and it's a straight <laughs> line connecting both of them. Oh boy. And I know Sometimes... she was almost certainly. This is not her fault. She was almost certainly scripted to say of that. Of course. But this like. Was dumb. God damn. Like, it just made me laugh so much. But yeah. I'm not sure what she meant by that. Next women's tag team champions. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> what do you think she means? Literally sit there and for one second go, okay, what do you think she meant? You're totally right. What are the, what are the alternative interpretations to that sentence? Oh, boy. Oh, so this might be my new favorite piece of WWE scripting ever. Oh, absolutely wonderful stuff. Legitimately, oh. unironically, my favorite thing on the show. Easily. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, good God. Uh, we then had what was announced as Drew McIntyre versus uh, Happy Corbin. Um, 
WWE social media team earlier in the day had announced it was going to be McIntyre versus Moss in an Elimination Chamber rematch. And then later on, they changed it and said, it's going to be McIntyre versus Corbin. It's like, I doubt it. Um, and it wasn't. Uh, Corbin did a promo, and he was kind of laughing at Madcap Moss a little bit in the backstage promo. And Moss was like, I hurt my neck. And then they went out uh, to do the match, and Corbin was like, hey, Madcap Moss, you're great. Why don't you come up on the apron and tell everyone how great you are? And he's like, you know what? You should take this match. You deserve a chance at revenge for McIntyre or whatever. So it was McIntyre versus Moss again. And a little bit of, like, dissension between Corbin and Moss, which, you know, everybody wanted to see. Sure. All right. I don't know. I don't like their false advertising strategies and such. I just, I, I dislike when they do that. I, I don't I don't appreciate them being like it's gonna be a Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Actually, it's gonna be it's gonna be Happy Corbin, but really it's gonna be Madcap Moss. We're gonna we're gonna make you think we're gonna show you something, and then we're gonna show you something else that you don't mm-hmm. want to see. Yep, it's lousy. They're bad people, but yep. I mean I've said my piece about the whole Drew McIntyre Happy Corbin WrestleMania thing. I think that is a drastic drastic waste of drew mcintyre's time star potential the whole thing granted there's no one on smackdown for him to wrestle but still doesn't have to be on smackdown Big E wasn't on smackdown dude drew mcintyre and Big E. that sounds like a fun match they have some history edge is looking for a challenger yeah edge is looking for a challenger him and drew sounds like a fun match they have a little bit of history way back when Mm mm-hmm why, why, why does Baron Corbin need a WrestleMania singles match? Stick him in the in the friggin' Battle Royal. Um, another thing I didn't really like about this match is that they were really playing up how injured Madcap Moss was <clears> from <throat> his scary neck bump that he took. Like, he did, like, a little shoulder charge, and then immediately he was like, oh, that really hurt. McIntyre should have squashed him. He was yeah. injured. He should have killed yeah. him in, like, 30 seconds. But instead, he took ages to beat him. I say ages. It was still a quick match, but far longer than it should have been. Uh, which made him look a bit bad. And also, it made him look like a dick because he was beating up an injured man, whereas Moss is kind of like the injured underdog babyface fighting through the pain, which is just a weird dynamic to be going through. Yeah. whole thing is weird. Yeah. Um, but it was... Whatever. McIntyre won. We're holding yeah. out for that McIntyre-Corbin WrestleMania match. What yeah. Do? <laughs> um... Ronda Rousey backstage. I was about to say Ronda Reigns. Ronda Rousey backstage uh, said that she's going to beat up Deville next week. I bet she's right. That was the whole promo. Uh, So then next week, we're going to have Ronda versus Sonya, Usos versus Viking Raiders for the tag titles, and Zayn versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental title. Now, that is a a stacked old show, that, I guess. Stacked down. Stacked down. That's correct, yes. Uh, We then had the main event segment, which was the contract signing for the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. No. Except we didn't. No. <laughs> they. This is not the first Roman Brock contract signing of this feud already. Mm-hmm. That That's a, a red flag. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm. I don't think... <clears throat> I know it's WWE I'm talking about. I don't think you can start your show with a talking segment mm-hmm. and main event your show with a talking segment. It's just too much talking. 
Mm. Especially when on this show, the only match that had any time or anything worth talking about was like the New Day tag match. Like, there was nothing on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing. And I, a lot of people gave me a hard time for my Elimination Chamber review. I gave the show a two out of five. And they were like, ooh, the matches were fine. I was like, yeah, but the wrestling was like one third of the show. One hour of wrestling on a three hour show. And I was just sitting there watching video packages the entire time. Mm-hmm. I don't think you ever went back and watched Elimination Chamber. I certainly wouldn't have. No. But like you would have there was a half hour period between the, the second last match and the main event starting. There was a half hour period where there was no wrestling. Mm. When it's just and that's that's where to me people there's like a disconnect with fans where it's like, oh, it's not a wrestling company. Put anything on. Don't put mm. on video packages and nonsense like that. Like, how much of this SmackDown was video packages? Too much. Too much. Mm. Too much. Um, yeah. Something that wound me up about this segment in particular as well was Roman Reigns came out for the contract signing. Uh, there's a load of security in the ring, so already you know they're going to get beaten up by Lesnar. Cool, cool. That's fine. Um, Paul Heyman then cut a promo. Um, which was fine. It was the usual yeah. Paul Heyman stuff. It's a decent little promo, uh, saying that Roman Reigns is going to win a Mania. Blah 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 blah. Security is going to protect uh, Brock Lesnar from the Tribal Chief, etc. And then he said, "And Brock Lesnar is going to come out and he's going to sign the contract." That is what they what they call a cliffhanger. And then it cuts to an ad break. I'm like, "That's not a cliffhanger." I know no. the contract sign is coming next because they already announced it. That's that's the opposite of a cliffhanger. What? I did like Brock Lesnar taking out the security people. Oh, yeah. This was, a, this was an excellent display of Brock Lesnar fun. The problem for me with this storyline. Yeah, it was great. I love Brock Lesnar. Maybe Brock Lesnar is fun. But, like, I don't think we're going to have any twists and turns in the story between now and WrestleMania. Like, I think Paul will, will turn on somebody at WrestleMania and it'll be a big moment and everything. Sure. But we still got like five weeks left. You know, we still got five weeks to fill. And I don't think we're going to fill it with anything particularly interesting aside from like, you know, Roman Reign. Uh, uh, this is me in, in Chattanooga. Acknowledge me. Yeah, this is the tribal chief. Acknowledge him. He's going to go. This is the prediction of a spoiler. Blah, blah, blah. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're going to get that for five weeks. I can't imagine there's going to be like a big turning point in the story but before then so i'm just kind of like checked out a little bit like i'm waiting for the finale of this show you know the last few episodes of the show where maybe they're just kind of like okay let's just get to the finale where the big thing's gonna happen that's how i feel about this feud mm-hmm. i said almost exactly the same thing in my editor review we've got five weeks left if they're going to be featured on both raw and smackdown woof i hope they have enough material for five weeks of build because i don't think they do Nope, um, this, is, this is not the first contract signing they've had, so no. they'll probably like, have another one. <laughs> like it, it was fine. The promos were fine. Yeah, Roman Reigns. I quite like Roman Reigns' thing of being like, "This is my show. That cameraman is mine. These people are mine. These commentators are mine. That WrestleMania sign is mine because I am WrestleMania." Blah 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 blah. blah. That's fine. That was good, good little promo. Brock Lesnar yeah. beating up a bunch of nameless dudes. Always fun to watch. Um, yeah. Rich Heron man's face. I'll say it again. Like proper. That's fun. Got a got a chat like an armchair. Just threw it in his face. It's crazy. Love it. Um, did some F5s and stuff. Good little bit of fun. 
But that was it. That was the whole show. And I got to the end of it, and I was like, nothing, nothing happened on this show. Nothing happened. Rerun. Everything about this show is rerun. And every once in a while, they might shuffle the, the matches around. Like, this week, we got Xia uh, Li and Natalia instead of Natalia and Aaliyah. But, like, yep. it doesn't matter. There's no difference. Yeah. Also, very quickly, I just want to say as well, I find it really strange that they're like, let's do the contract signing. Let's make this match official for WrestleMania. Title unification, biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Also, Brock Lesnar needed to defend your title at Madison Square Garden House Show, which might affect this match that we're signing a contract for, which make the yeah. contract none of what. What are you promoting? <laughs> are you promoting the WrestleMania match or are you promoting the Madison Square Garden thing? Because you can't do Why both at the same time. promoting a house show? They're never doing this. Like... Brock Lesnar defended the title against Kane in Madison Square Garden ahead, ahead of the last time he was going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. No one cared. No. It wasn't a big deal. No one's going to beat Brock Lesnar at Madison Square Garden. Heyman's really hyping up the fact that he's going to make sure that Lesnar drops the title. So he's going to do, he's going to make sure that Lesnar's not going to leave Madison Square Garden as champion. And it's either going to amount to absolutely nothing. Or it's going to be like, oh, shock, Paul Heyman thing that will play into the story at some point. But Lesnar ain't losing because you just you're already hyping up the match. Like we all, we already yeah. know he's going to retain. So what's the point of promoting it? You're promoting yeah. the thing after before you've done the thing before it. As doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. Wild. Anyway, it's odd. Uh, Very I. Odd didn't really like the show i gave it a, a like by default i gave it a three because nothing happened it wasn't bad nothing was actively bad nothing was actively good it was just it was a show it was there you know yeah. it was there <sighs> honestly i I'm, I'm considering giving it a two instead because it is kind of bad when you're, when you're bored the whole time like that's bad Right. I, I think it's a two. There's absolutely nothing on this show like worth talking about after this podcast. Yeah. I will never be like, hey, did you see that match from SmackDown? No. <laughs> this match has already left or this show has already left my brain. It's already a three because Megan Moran forgot how English works. That is true. I will remember that. Mm -hmm. I will remember true. Megan Moran not yeah. knowing how basic deduction works. Yeah. Uh, on the on the poll on the community tab, 52% of people voted for a 3 out of 5 show, 19% uh, voted for a 2 out of 5 show, 16% that are 1 out of 5, and both 6% for 5 and 4 out of 5 respectively. So very much weighted in the 3 down. Uh, which mm. I think is fair. That sounds yeah, about I right think to so. Me. Ooh, uh, talk about Rampage! Uh, we'll get into the rest of your Ultra Chats after we have talked about uh, Rampage, which kicked off. So I'd just like to point out, not that I was timing it or anything, which I was. Um, the start of SmackDown, the opening video package took four minutes. Then they hyped up the matches for the... Um, the they did the match graphics, then they said the contract sign is coming. Then Michael Cole introduced Ronda Rousey. Then Ronda Rousey made her entrance. Then there was a promo, right? So we are probably yep. like six, seven, eight minutes into the show before anything of substance actually happens. Sure. The bell rang for this match. TNT Championship match, Sammy Guevara versus Andrade El Idolo. The bell rang for this match 43 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. Like, <laughs> they're not comparable. Uh, like, th yeah. this is how you pack your show full of stuff because yeah. you don't waste time. Yeah. Because it's not needed. 
It's not needed. You've already sufficiently hyped this match. Everyone knows who Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo are. And if you don't, oh. you're tuning in for the first time, you're going to know by the end of this match because they have a really bloody good match. So, like, God. imagine yeah. how insufferable this would be if you had to sit through a five minute video package for Sammy Guevara and Andrade. Like, mm -hmm. just sit through a five minute video package at the start of every single Rampage and Dynamite. I would hate this show. Yeah. They would turn me away if they just filled this with nonsense. But they, they don't. Like, they oh, have, they, the thing they is, know what I want to see. They cram so much content into their shows. Yeah. And then the thing is, though, it wouldn't just be that, though, because you'd also have to watch both their entrances. Right. So that would take even longer, right? Yeah. They cut out all the entrances. They're both standing in the ring. They have their opening Rampage intro video. And it goes, welcome to Rampage. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for Rampage. We've got a load of action. And we're going to get right into the action right now. Sammy Guevara versus Andrade Oilo TNT title match. Referee's already holding up the titles. Ding, ding, ding. Off you go. Perfect. Wonderful. Amazing. Tremendous. Um, so this match, I thought, was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Both of them put on a very, very fun match. Um, tons of really interesting spots in this one. Some really good action. I think these two worked pretty well together. Um, good chemistry and all that. Very good stuff. Um, there was one spot that I did not understand, though which was the Matt Hardy interference. Mm. Because there was one bit where Matt Hardy took off the um, turnbuckle pad while Andrade directed the referee. Makes a lot of sense. That's all good. Uh, there was one point where Andrade went for an illegal pin, went for a pin on Guevara and had his feet on the ropes. Yeah. Matt Hardy then kind of sort of pushed Andrade's foot off, but also didn't. Like, it was like a tap on his foot. Yeah. And then Andrade like threw his his foot off the rope as if he'd been pushed, but also Sammy was kicking out at the same time, so it wasn't like it wasn't clear if Matt had actually like pushed his hand or not. And the commentators were like, "Oh, did he push his foot off the rope, or was he trying to help him by keep his foot on the rope?" And it that kind of storytelling can work if it's supposed to be confusing. This didn't look like it was supposed to be confusing. This looked like it was just like I don't know what that's what was supposed to be, and it yeah. came off a bit weird. I think the confusion is also supposed to be like, you don't know what Matt's motives are right now, besides right. just being erratic, extreme, erratic behavior. Yes. You know, otherwise, like, I don't really know what his relationship with Andrade is currently. He's taking the turnbuckle off. He's trying to help Andrade win this match, but also maybe he's not. Maybe he's mm -hmm. not happy with Andrade acting like he's the head of this little faction he's got. You know, stuff like that. So I, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. I don't particularly care to see like a Matt Hardy versus Andrade match. But I know that this is going to lead to the debut of the NXT champion Jeff Hardy in the near future. Yes. So that's all very exciting. And I'm, I kind of will go along with it for that purpose. Like, because I know I can see the light at the end of the tunnel of whatever Matt Hardy is doing on TV. I'll be like, all right. I don't think it makes sense now but I'll let it play out. Yeah. I I think my interpretation of this is that Hardy pushed Andrade's foot off the rope because Hardy's the one that wants to be TNT champion. He doesn't want Andrade to get the belt. Right. He wants it. So yeah. he's like, well, Andrade can't win. I mean, I need to beat Sammy for the thing. So I, but I don't know why that wouldn't have been played up in the match. Like if Hardy pushed Andrade's foot off, why wasn't Andrade like, you. how you doing, man? Like, yeah. Why did you put my foot off the ropes? But like he kind of did it, and then Andrade was like, 
I guess I'll carry on the match and just didn't register the fact that it happened at all. So I was like, wait, was he supposed to push? Was he not? That's why I'm getting so confused because the reaction to what happened didn't play into the match at all. It was really confusing. But anyway, it was a fun match. Sammy Guevara retained, did his little springboard off the ropes cutter thing. Looked very cool. Spiked him into the ground. Ouchie. Mm-hmm. Um, good little match. Derby won. Str- uh, Derby. I just looked at my glass of my notes and looked at the word Derby. Um, Guevara won strong, which was great. Post-match beatdown, Darby and Sting come out to save him from the beatdown because they got their trios match at Revolution. Good. Yes. Solid. Solid stuff. I like this opening match very much. I think Sammy Guevara needs more matches like this against mm-hmm. big established stars to make him seem like another one of those very good TNT champions. I just don't think he had many of those matches like the first time around. He had a few like, he had a really good match with, like, Jay Lethal and stuff, but otherwise, like, he was beating Tony Nese and, like, Arya Daivari and mm-hmm. people like that. And it's, like, it's not going to make me feel like your TNT title run is, like, huge and impressive. But beating Andrade is is a big step in the right direction. That mm-hmm. being said, I wish some form of this whole thing was having just a title match or revolution. Yeah. It's, like... Every once in a while, maybe like one pay-per-view a year, maybe two pay-per-views a year, they just won't put the TNT title on the line. They'll mm-hmm. have them do something else. And I think it really hurts that champion to not have like a big, awesome pay-per-view title defense. I don't know if I'm just in my own head about this, you know, but I really think big pay-per-view title defenses, like really good ones, kind of make your championship reign a little bit. They're like the big checkpoints of your title reign, you know, whether it was like Miro defending the title against Eddie Kingston at all out, like awesome. You know, you build that up, gives them something to do. A lot of times it's like, Oh, they're in an eight man tag or in they're in the inner circle against American top team match. And they're not important. Like the TNT title had nothing to do with all that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Darby and sting against cage and Starks in a warehouse. TNT title doesn't have anything to do with that, really. I would prefer just seeing, like, a, a honestly, do like a six-man. Just mm-hmm. have all the TNT title contenders all in a big match and have them go crazy. Like, Sammy, Ethan, Scorpio, Matt Hardy, Andrade. There's other people I'm forgetting about. Darby, like, there's a bunch of people right there. Just boom. There you go. There's six people. Do a six-way match. It'll be fine. If there wasn't a ladder match on the show, I'd say do a six-way ladder match. I can remember saying to Ollie, I think in 2020, I want to say, when they had, who did they have? They would have had um, uh, Brody Lee was TNT mm-hmm. champ, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. And he and wasn't defending it on pay per view. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I said to Ollie, I was like, surely he should be defending the belt. And he was like, no, no, it's a TV title. You don't need to defend it on pay per view. That defeats the point of a TV title. And I was like, I don't know if I believe that. And then, like, mm-hmm. the pay per view after it was on to pay per view, I was like, Ollie. <laughs> can defend yeah. it on pay-per-view. Um, so yeah, I think they should defend on pay-per-view more. Speaking of being on pay-per-view, give me QT Marshall versus Hook on the Revolution pre-show, please. Thought about it. I thought about this. I was like, you know, I'm trying to figure out which match is gonna go on the pre-show and everything. This I mean, what better way to get the crowd hype? Dude, just have Hook kill this, this guy. This was masterful stuff. This is they're treating Hook so perfectly. Oh my God, QT Marshall came out and did a promo. Him saying, 
He brought Hook into this company. He's the reason why he's so successful. Not you, Taz. Not any of the other. Not Hook himself. He's the reason why Hook is is who he is. He needs to come out and show QC Marshall respect. Um, or and if you don't come out, I'm gonna go back there. I'm gonna drag you out by your your hair and stretch out in front of your daddy. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Hook's music hit, and I was like, all right. Uh, Rampage oh. is Hook send hook hook came out and uh qt marshall just sent a bunch of goons a bunch of guys from the factory that hook just killed on the ramp great yep. what more do you want you know what you know what i really loved about this in particular the hook's music never stopped playing it felt like a fight scene from like a movie mm-hmm. he had his backing <laughs> track while he was beating up bad guys like yeah that's some that's that that's the good shit right there Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved this segment. It was so good. And then he just walks off. Mm. Give me Hook versus QT Marshall on pay-per-view and have him kill him. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love Hook. I love Hook this a lot. Is, this is amazing. I, I love all of this. Give me yeah. it. Give me, give me, give me. Anyway, um, Scorpio Sky had a promo with um, Dan Lambert and Ethan Page. Uh, saying he's going to get a TNT title shot. Oh. They've been going on about TNT title shots for like six months. Ethan Page got you, one. Yeah, you've both lost your title shots. Like, Scorpio Sky might not have done, like, lost one especially recently. But, mm-hmm. like, he won the ladder match last year and then didn't win. So, like, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. I want them to, like, find another goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. If you're not going to do a big six-way match at the pay-per-view... I don't want to hear from Dan Lambert about Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page being TNT champion because, like, I've heard it. Let's let's move on, please. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we then had Wardlow versus Nick Comoroto. Big beefy boys. Um, I really <laughs> like this match because this is a very different dynamic than we normally see from Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Um, He's so facing, facing an equally big beefy boy. Uh, mm-hmm. was really interesting. Nick Comoroto actually got quite a bit of offense in here. Got the better of him to start with. Did a big, like, gut wrench. Was beating him up a lot of time. Wardlow did a kip up. Yes. Nice. Give me Very that nice. stuff. Give me big boys doing athletic stuff. That fuels me. Um, and I, I, I love Wardlow so much because his physical charisma is so infectious. When he hits the first powerbomb with Nick Comoroto, I was like... Yeah, go on, Wardlow. Let's go. And he's like just walking around the ring, just like, you know, doing the little neck cranks, just being like looking around at the crowd. The crowd start chanting one more time. Like, all of this is so infectious. I just want to see Wardlow be amazing. And that's mm-hmm. what he's doing. Loved all of this. He's great. Hit loads of power bombs, hit four of them. He did the third one, and everyone expected him to just hit three. And then he hit a fourth, and everyone went, Oh my God, he did another one. Love that man. It's great. He won. Yay, Wardlow. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I like Wardlow. I like that you can see the natural progression of the people getting behind him. Like, it's getting bigger, you know, every time he does this. And now he's he's getting them to, to do the, the chant. He's, like, conducting them. Now, now it's not just they're responding to him. Now he's like, yeah, give me that. I don't know when this turn's coming, but it's probably happening soon. I would hope post-revolution. I think he might win the ladder match. I hope so. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know if you want to do this because you don't want to make the face of the revolution ladder match feel a bit pointless. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, faces Sani for the title, and MGF costs him, and that's yeah. when he turns. I think it could happen. I think you, yeah. I think the turn could happen at that point in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll, I'll I'll remember very clearly around the same time two years ago when the, um, the world stopped. But I was just like, oh, they're going to do some big turn. Like, they're going to do a big character moment at Blood and Guts with Hangman Page and the Elite. And then that match never happened. And I was just sitting there. I was like, okay, well, the big the big character moment's going to come soon. And they just they kept stretching it out for months mm-hmm. and months until it finally happened. I feel like the same way about this Wardlow thing. It was just mm-hmm. like, could happen right here. Could also happen months from now. I don't know. Yeah. They're very good yeah. at like stretching these kind of slow burn. Like you're just waiting for the big explosion to happen. The turn, the bait, like this is Batista It's Batista and triple H and evolution. And I love it. Cause that, that storyline was great. Mm. Yeah. Goddamn. People love Batista at one point. People love Wardlow. I also really liked uh, Sean Spears' promo after the match. Yeah. Him saying, look, the Pabon symphony, it's not working, which, you know, <laughs> Normally, we, we, we talk a lot about how you shouldn't put down people on your own roster. You shouldn't be like, oh, you're kind of rubbish. Oh, this thing's not working. Oh, this thing's terrible. You shouldn't do that. Sure. But from the very, very obvious fan reaction of it quite clearly working and has yeah. been working for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, to have the obviously delusional heel be like, oh, well, it's not working, is it? Everyone goes, you're, get over. you're an idiot, rather than, oh, no, he's right. You know, like, it's not yeah. working. Um. This is great. Just him being completely delusional, being like, well, it's not working. We need to go back to basics, you know? No more power bombs. And everyone's like, boo! Boo! But we That's love it. the power bombs. We boo. like the power bombs. Don't take them away from us. Yeah, it's great. Um, good stuff. Gives him a hug afterwards, and Wardlow's like, mm-hmm. Don't yeah. want to do this. Cool. I like Sean Spears is like the bottom tier of the pinnacle. Yeah. He's you know, he's he's the guy that can lose to CM Punk in like seven seconds, and he's just like, oh, you know, he's the he's the least important guy of a faction. Yeah, it's like that's totally. that's just wrestling. But he does his job very well. He's a very obnoxious little rat heel. Exactly. After that, we got the Serena Deeb five minute rookie challenge with Kayla Sparks, who also got kissed by Los Lotharios on SmackDown. Serena Deeb versus Rick Rude. Yeah, appearing on both shows in one night. Uh, Deeb won fairly quickly. I like Serena Deeb's little five-minute challenge. I like that she has some unique offense each time, and she just kind of kills her opponent in a different way every time. That's cool. Fits the character of the professor. Like it. Um, she won in like half the time, about two and a half minutes. This took. Yep. This was good. Puts over Deeb, Deeb strong, as it should. I enjoy this very much. I love Serena Deeb. She's one of my favorite people on the AEW roster. I would very much like to see this challenge get answered by like Athena. Mm-hmm. at some point and just yep. do the five minutes and then match is over five minutes oh she's not a rookie blah, 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 blah. and then you do a pay-per-view match or a big match on tv or something like that like i like where we're going with this i don't know that that's the direction but i like it i like the yep. presentation i agree uh we then had the thunder rosa brit baker contract signing uh this was decent again uh i liked Britt Baker's promo. I would have liked it more if I hadn't already seen a contract signing prior to this on this on this night. Totally. Um, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker did. uh, They they can't promo Thunder Rosa basically being like, "I'm going to kick your ass." I was like, 
cool. I believe you. Uh, Britt Baker saying that the only time the Thunder Rose is relevant is when she's also spoken about in the same sentence as Britt Baker, saying, like, yeah, we had that lights out match, and yeah, you won, but everyone was talking about me afterwards. I'm the one that got the merch. I'm the one that got the action figure afterwards. You didn't, um, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. Um, she signed the contract. They had a little brawl. Mercedes Martinez came out to help Thunder Rosa. They're kind of like frenemies now, which is kind of nice. Like I like like that dynamic. Uh, and then there was yeah, the the whole Jamie Hates thing. Jamie Hates got put through the table, um, courtesy of Mercedes Martinez. I like all of that. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Very effective, I thought. Very fun. I thought this was the the segment that Britt Baker put like a stamp on her title reign. Mm-hmm. basically you know like this this pay-per-view is coming up real soon i don't know if she's gonna get another like long promo segment against her opponent like in the ring so if she was just like i'm the champion and i uh, people talk about me and i'm the best and i'm Britt baker dmd stamp exclamation point that is the Britt baker title reign because there's been a lot of people on like twitter and stuff saying that like Britt baker's title reign has been terrible and stuff and i think that's hyperbole Mm. like pretty intense hyperbole i don't think it's been as good as i was hoping it would be where i thought she was going to go on like uh, some legendary all-time title run you know and just like carry the women's division hasn't been that but it's been good i've enjoyed her stuff with ruby soho and chris statlander and ty conti like that's all been Mm -hmm. fun hasn't felt super high profile a lot of the time but that's what this match is hopefully this match is going to be again Goes back to like big momentous pay-per-view title defenses going a long way for me. I think this one has the potential to be like, you know, huge five-star classic between the two hated rivals that are destined to do this forever. I think this match could go a long way. I think this promo was kind of like her putting a stamp on her title reign. And in the in hindsight, I hope people look back on everything a little bit more fondly because I think this title run has been fun. Yeah, and like you, I assume that Thunder Rosa will be winning mm-hmm. that revolution. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we then had the it's time for the main event. Um, I, I really liked Orange Cassidy's little promo in the split screen of uh, Anthony Bones and Matt's cast are doing like a, their like chat to him, and he's like, "Oh, I stopped listening like hours ago." He's like, "Wait, do I need to climb the thing tonight?" And it's like, "No, no, it's the qualifying match for everyone." She's like, "Oh, right." So I just need to wrestle. I can wrestle. That's okay. I can do that. I like his character. He's funny. Uh, speaking of being funny, uh, Matt's caster did a rap that got edited. Whoopsie poopsie. Naughty boy. Um, and then uh, he taunted Orange Cassidy to rap instead. So Orange Cassidy said, yo, yo. And then did a bit of wrestling while still holding on to the mic. <laughs> and then just turned to the camera and just went, word to your mother. And then just carried on wrestling. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. It probably <laughs> shouldn't have, but it did. No, it should make you feel. It should make you laugh. This was funny. It was funny. I I, I laughed. Orange Cassidy. Something about him. He's funny. It's yeah, not it a guy funny. doing a comedy camp gimmick, and he's relying on the gimmick to be funny. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy, the dude, is funny. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the, in the same way that like in the same way that like Riddle is just like. He right. can take something that's not particularly funny and him saying it is funny because he's just very naturally like has that kind of like funny yeah. aura. I kind of feel the same way about Orange Cassidy and that he has kind of like, yeah, he has that kind of way where he can take something that probably wouldn't be funny in someone else's hands and he says it, you're like, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. 
It was a good match, too. Yeah, it was. I like it very much. He, Anthony Bones has been killing it. Every single match he's been having, I'm like, damn, this guy's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's fantastic. Got a lot of really like unique moves, unique offense, which really it sets him sets him apart. Um, it was really good. Uh, I really liked his his running knee strike that he did for when Cassidy was just like sitting on the mat and he just ran and did a knee strike in his face. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't have to actually knee him in the face. Um, yeah, pretty good match. Orange Cassidy, of course, won. Uh, courtesy of some Danhausen cursing. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Orange Cassidy is in the the ladder match. Good. Orange Cassidy and Keith Lee. The average amount of beef in this ladder match is going down. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. The average amount of beef is going down. The average level of my excitement, though, remains Tempest. That's, that's 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 fine. I if I was book if I got halfway through booking this ladder match and I had Keith Lee Wardlow and 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 Powerhouse Hobbs. I would probably go like, all right, let me let me just give Jeff Cobb a call real quick, like just see if he's available. <laughs> you know, let's let's I, I, we we could put hey hey Preston Vance, you've been here a long time. You want a little bit of a push? You want to be in a ladder match? We'll put you in a ladder match. Like, if I got halfway to a complete all beef ladder match, I think I'd probably fill the the second half also with beef. Hey man, seems big easy. Just think of how far Keith Lee can throw Orange Cassidy. It's true. So I'm saying, it's true. I personally think I, I'm, I, I'm with you that I think an all beef ladder match would be quite fun. But I also think it's good to have some variety. In that. I think you're right. To I'm showcase different. Like, look at the graphic and be like, <laughs> look at all those men. Look at the sheer <laughs> amount of meat. You know what it. I mean? Yeah. Oh. Um, and also, going else on this show which I did not expect and was quite looking forward to on Dynamite next week. Little cheeky little trios match with, oh, you know, Hangman, Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds versus Adam Cole, Bobby oh, Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Paragon. Yeah. They, they don't call them that very often. But Goodness regardless. Me. Oh, man. Like, talk about a, a PWG main event. Yes, sir almighty. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go right there. I love seeing these these crazy like indie rific matches and it's it's goddamn undisputed era. Like yeah. just having a trios match with Hangman yeah. Page and the Dark Order on TV. Yeah. What? Let's go. I like Let's that. Go. That's pretty pretty awesome. Oh man. I'm, I'm well pumped for that. Gimme, 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 yeah. gimme, 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 gimme. Love it. Love all of that. Uh, anyway, that was Rampage. Fun show. show. Four out of five, probably ish. Yeah, I gave it a four out of five. There was a lot happening on this show. There were six mm. segments that took place in front of the people. Whew. That's like twice as much as normal. They've been yeah. like, they've been going instead of three matches, they've been doing four mm-hmm. in like recent weeks and months where they yep. just like do two short matches in the middle instead of one long one. This was six segments. And that's why in my edited review, I forgot that Wardlow and Nick Camaroto happened. And I had to like set up everything and just be like, he won. Whatever. Because I was just like, oh my God. Like, whoa, five segments. That's a lot for one episode of Rampage. Oh, I missed one. Mm. Why Why was this Rampage just like, 
we got so much stuff. We got to load this episode with stuff. Got to load anyway. load the episode with stuff because it's almost revolution. So you need Hell to yeah. check off. And they're going to have 17 matches on the card. So you got to check off all the things and make sure all the stories are featured. That is my one criticism of the revolution card. It is unbelievably stacked, which means that guaranteed, guaranteed at least one or two of the matches will not live up to expectations because you can't have 17 five-star matches on one card. That's what you think. Yeah. Or at least the crowd won't care as much about at least a couple of them as they should. That's possible. But at the same time, I'm of the belief that these AEW pay-per-views are like the new era version of PWG shows. Fair. Where you just have, like, Full Gear was the first time I really felt like this. Just have, like, eight matches on a card, give them all 15 minutes, let them all go out and be the best match possible. That was full gear, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. If that's, like, the standard for AEW pay-per-views, where you just have, like, a ridiculously stacked card, and you give every match, like, anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes, I don't think many people are going to leave unhappy. I will say that. That's fair. I I just worry about burning out a crowd for that long. I think if, if you have, like, eight matches, you can do it. They've already announced nine. So it's like That's a lot of matches and they're going to probably add at least one or two more. You'd think before revolution itself. So I think you're going to be pushing it at this point. To Could not very well be that being said, if you do like hook and QT Marshall, that can be a short one. Totally. You know, Take you can work around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can work around here and you don't need to do it that way, but mm-hmm. I just, I, I see what they did at Full Gear and I see how good that show was. And I just be like, well, give Punk and, and MJF like 20 minutes, give the main event like a half hour, give the women's title match like 20 minutes, give the ladder match like 20 minutes. Just, you just have like a bunch of really long matches and it's, it's show's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, we still haven't heard of anything for like Malachi Black or whatever. His match hasn't been announced. I would imagine he'll face Pack or maybe him and Brody will do something i don't know but yeah. like or buddy because he can do maybe maybe uh anyway uh, we're very excited for revolution can you tell Before we get into the rest of your ultra chats, we need to say thank you to some very special people. There's our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. If you haven't been to our Patreon page yet, you really should because uh, today we put up Wrestle Talk After Dark, which was recorded yesterday, (laughs) uh, which was Uh, a bunch of dicks. That's what that episode was. Uh, It got brought up a lot. The subject of dicks. It's called Wrestle Talk After Dark for a reason. Um, it's me, everywhere. Tempest, Andy, and then at various points, there's Luke, Jenna, Terry, Adam. People come in and out through the through the episodes. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show, much like this one. So thank you to the technical wizard, Will Stewart Jr. <laughs> Stacking them dubs, Junior Jinpradub. Yeah. Greg Taylor, Soldier Spy. Yeah. 
Our Savior, Bradley Black. Great, great name. The original Aboriginal, Tristan Carpani. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. King R.K. Jones. The reigning, defending, undisputed, first WrestleTalk Super Chat donator, heavyweight champion of the world, Jeremiah Golder. And he came up with this one. Taylor put pickles on my burger. And finally, for the month of February, boiling hot Austin. (laughs) I like that one. It's a very stupid name. Thank you so much, all of our $25 and above pledge hammers. Uh, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We should probably get rid of the, the Rampage thing because we're not really talking about Rampage anymore. Where is it? There it is. We got it. Um, Vandalia1998 said, uh, First they united the WWE title and the WCW title in 2001. Then they united the WWE title with the World Heavyweight title in 2013. Now, if this is true, the WWE title with the Universal title in 2022, this champion's flow chart is getting complicated. Sure is. A little bit. Sure is. Yeah. It's, it's gotten... Re- you know what is the hardest thing to keep track of? Who mm. has been, like, what kind of tag team champion? Mm, right? Pissing me off. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've, they've just, like, swapped the belts and, like, the, the raw tag belts were the SmackDown tag belts in the lineage. So, like, the mm-hmm. one, the red strap belts were the ones that were created on SmackDown in 2002. <laughs> but lineage-wise, those ones are the ones that are still, like, in existence, yeah. and it just melts my brain. It really yeah. does. And then when you had, you had the combined just WWE Tag Team Championships, but then before oh. that, you had the, the world and the... Yeah, the, the world... The world dates back like all the way, and that's what like Rocky Johnson and mm-hmm. Wild Samoans and people like that won that one. That's the really old one, was in the Attitude Era. And then once they did the brand split, you had the SmackDown tag team titles, which were just called the WWE tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Had those, then merged them years later, and those became the Raw tag team titles. And then you got a new set of SmackDown tag titles. Oh, baffling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Kiki said, hey, lads, unless Brock Lesnar is going to be full time for six months plus, which I find unlikely, Roman wins. But either way, WWE have a problem with having contenders of the title. Both have been booked so hard that no one is able to beat them. So who? I'm lost. Uh, literally the only people, there are two people, I think, that will dethrone Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre. That's it. Uh, it's going to be Braun Breaker. It's going to be Wagner. <laughs> It's Von Wagner. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Anonymous said, uh, let's talk about AEW. I really want Brian to group with Marks and make a faction. Eventually, Brian beats Paige for the world title. And maybe after Brian beats top contenders for like six months, I want Mox to win the FTW title. And Brian gets pissed at John. Uh, I don't know if I would follow the entire kitten caboodle that you're going with there but i am i I want i want them to to interact 
I want this yes. to be a long interaction. Yes. You know. For sure. It's like the last two or three weeks have been very, very fun for this rivalry in particular because you start doing Brian and Moxley and you're building towards that. And I was like, I want to see that match. And then Brian comes out and he's just like, How about we be a team? And I was like, I really want to see the match, but that sounds pretty good too. But like, I'd still really like to see the match. Oh man, what would I rather see? And then John Moxley comes out and he's like, Yeah, I'll be a team with you, but I want to fight you first. I was like, Yes, now we're gonna get both. Now we're gonna get both. both worlds. Love it. So as long as everything goes smoothly, yeah, this is very exciting. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about the possibilities. Uh, Nick Corvello said, hey, guys, I hope your Saturday has been going well so far. Uh, here's an interesting trivia fact no one's pointed out. So far in Rampage's entire run, the only wrestler who's been on the intro video who hasn't wrestled on the show itself is Hikaru Shida. That's very interesting. That is Goes to show just like there's people on the, on the intro thingy. Yeah, that just you know. yeah, but like Hangman Page has never wrestled on this show. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Kenny has. Kenny might have had one match, but I don't think so. Ken- don't Kenny, think Kenny wrestled has. on the first rampage against Christian Cage. Hey, for he wrestled match. Christian. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that show. In my mind, the rampage starts. Right, with check. Got you, Tempest. Yeah. yeah, you got me. Yeah, in my mind, <laughs> this show starts with the the Punk debut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Get Hikaru Shida and Serena D back in the ring together. Absolutely. Keep going. Brian Moore said, Is it weird that Pete was made in the image of El Fakador and since leaving him, he's aligned himself with another red bearded masked man? Red beard? Is that you? Yeah. The red? Yeah. Yeah. I have a a ginger beard. There's not not enough light in my little corner here to get like a proper but like my my beard is is pretty gingery yeah yeah, yeah. it seems more more brown in the light but yeah i can can get on board with that uh i love you tempest but there might be something here super faction imminent can't wait for revolution jam that jam me neither should be a fantastic pay-per-view yes can't wait. Zoe Sung said, Hello, my tribal Pete and Tempest. My opening joke is about oral sex wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we played that clip like last week in promotion for oh, did you? Yeah. You know, doing, I got a few questions stuff, about that. I yeah. got a few questions about that. And like, I was like, Well, I guess a lot of people are listening to After Dark this week. Yeah. Yeah. We played it in the podcast as promotion for After Dark this month. It's a good joke. Um, don't worry, I'm a deviant myself. It was funny, even if I audibly went, oh no. Uh, so NXT sucks and I've never watched it, so I'm updating the Pokedex to include AEW starting next week. Hell yeah. Nice. Look forward Thank to it. Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. Ten Raza, uh said, uh, shout out to your fellow Canadian and combat sports journalist legend John Pollock for the exclusive about Vince. Post-wrestling is great. I'm still so excited about the TK announcement and Cesaro is free. Revolution is going to be insane. Love, Brock. Yeah, I'm excited to see what that TK announcement's going to be. I want it mm-hmm. to be just like, hey, we're running a stadium in like September for All yeah. Out. In, yeah. like, we're running a major stadium and New Japan's going to be there and we're going to do like Kenny and Okada or something come see it yeah like that's what i want i want a big show like that mm-hmm. and i can't really think of like other things that would be a huge announcement unless he's like paired with like hbo max or something like that i don't know yeah uh tem Rosa continues with a couple more ultra chat saying i might be alone but i am happy about the unification i hope they unified the women's and the tag titles as well maybe it'll be easier for them to write for 
you give him too much credit. Uh, love the Brit Rosa segment, but Rampage felt so rushed. Two hours coming after the TV negotiations. Please don't. We don't need more AEW on our TVs because three hours is enough. Uh, plus Dark and Dark Elevation on YouTube as well. As I said, I'm very excited about the TK announcement and my mind is running wild with ideas. Buying Ring of Honor, Super Show with New Japan Impact, UK Show, Streaming Service, all so exciting. What do you want? What out there predictions do you have? Well, I gave my answer already. I don't really have an out there prediction. I just wanted to do a super show in New Japan and put on the best three matches that you can think of. I just like, I want them to make like the best show of all time. Just be like, yeah. you know what? Like, you know, because All Out was kind of like their magnum opus. You know, it's like you had yeah. CM Punk coming back. You had Brian Danielson and Adam Cole coming in on the same show. You had, and then in, just in general, it was a good show. You had mm -hmm. cage match or whatever. I want them to be like, all right, you know what? We're going to put on the best goddamn wrestling pay-per-view of all time. And yep. We're going to try. We're going to try really hard. We're mm -hmm. going to get all of our friends, all of these promotions that we've made our, our relationship with. You want Okada? You want Tanahashi and Ibushi? You want all of it? You want all the candy? Here's all the candy. We're giving you everything you want all at once because we can. That's what I want. I want a big show with everything I want. Yeah. I have no complaints about that. I'm actually going to check my emails because I did not check the support inbox before we began this show. Unacceptable. I know. I'm just going to check. Oh, what do you mean I need to sign in? I'm already signed in, you stupid machine. Um, that's the wrong password. You know what? Maybe I won't check the inbox. Maybe you won't. Doesn't sound like you can. I, I can. I just need to get the password. And it's really awkward with the championship on my shoulder. Uh, where's, where's the thing? Fill for time, Tempest. Fill got... for time? Fill what for was time. the last time that you viewers, that you viewers watched The Flash? Because I'll tell you, I loved The Flash. I loved that show a lot. Like a lot, a lot. The first two mm -hmm. seasons of that show were fantastic. They're CW soap opera superhero nonsense, but they were good soap opera superhero nonsense. Now, it's not good superhero nonsense. I saw a clip from that show like three or four years ago, and it was like the Flash is, is, is like handcuffed to a chair. And it gets like pushed off of a roof. And Iris, and this is again CW, so all the effects at this point look terrible. She dives off the roof like a swimmer. Like and she's just falling like this, like a normal person. And keep in mind, this is like a normal size skyscraper. And the 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 imagery of her like diving through the air to catch up to this falling chair, which is all done on green screen, and her unlocking him. And him like speeding away in midair to get them to safety, which is not how that works, mind you, because the Flash can't use his speed in midair. That show sucks. That show used to be really good. <laughs> that show used to be really good. Have I filled for enough time? Have you? Have you? You certainly have. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Flash. I, I, I think I'm wearing I, a Flash shirt right now. I, I I was just having to look back, and there's an email that I've just seen in the spoiling box from December the eighth, twenty twenty one. So, longtime Pledgehammer, the Vision Adonis, has done the stats 
of every wrestling show that we've reviewed. They've done all the ratings that we gave wrestling shows in oh, 2021. Yeah. Kind of makes it a shame that you forgot about their email for two months. Jesus, why did no one read this out? They might it might have been read out, but it was marked as unread in the inbox. So you know, um, so uh, year end stats. So for 2021, uh, what what do you reckon the average rating for Raw was in 2021? Three. So th this is this is to two decimal places. Ah, uh, uh, two point five eight. Two point six five. Mm, very close. close. I was within point yeah. zero seven. Uh, so there were, let's see, there was one zero out of five on the April twelfth episode episode where Dana and Mandy walked out of their match yeah. with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. You recall? Uh, there were two one out of fives. It looks like on June seventh, uh, which was Shayna seeing Lily like the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, mm -hmm. and May twenty fourth which featured Nikki A.S.H. versus Rhea Ripley in a Beat the Clock challenge. I don't actually remember that episode, I'll be honest. Hmm. Uh, Smackdown, what'd you reckon? Give me a guess. Uh, knowing us, probably like 3.05. 3.06. Oh! <laughs> oh that's wow. Yeah. Um, Noble Ramings. Uh, apparently I gave it a 1.5 um, on the November 12th episode and also the Wrestlemania Go Home show didn't get a rating because I lost my mind whoops mm -hmm. um, yeah uh, WWE pay-per-views will quickly do this WWE pay-per-views average rating I don't know I wasn't there for many of them mm. uh, maybe like a 3.64? 3.58. too good at this Tempest. God damn. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, slightly higher. NXT 1.0 average rating. Uh, I'll say like 3.86. 3.84. Oh, why am I so good at this? What is happening right now? Did I get my lottery ticket today? <laughs> I'll be off uh, on N every number by two. <laughs> NXT 2.0 average rating. Uh, your reviews, like, Tempest. Yeah, I know. In my reviews, I'll probably say like like a 2.95. 2.92. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Ridiculous. That's okay, actually um, wild. And uh, Dynamite average rating. Six. Bearing in mind, this is Ollie reviewing it. Six out of five. <laughs> All the way through. Uh, keep in mind, I don't know. I don't... Oh, God. I don't know Ollie well enough to, mm -hmm. like... That's fair. You know, uh, uh, I'll probably say, like, a 4.12. I think it's the furthest you've been away. 3.88. Well, it's a better show than that. They're nuts. Absolutely, yeah. You need a higher average than that. There were only four shows where he gave it a five out of five in 2021, which is just wow, it's wrong. Um, and Rampage in oh. 2021, Rampage Ooh. in 2021 only. Okay, so there's only like six months worth of these, but mm -hmm. yeah, still. Um, oh god, there's nothing got lower than a three, I don't think. 
So mm-hmm. that being said, it has to be higher than a four. So I'll say like 4.21. 4.07. Oh, okay. So technically, Rampage, the best show in 2021. Technically speaking, in yep. fact, we should go review it. We should. Uh, Dynamite, second with 3.88. NXT 1.0, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, Raw. Thanks, Adonis, for sending that all in. There's a lot of detail in all of this, of like specifically ratings for these specific dates. Maybe I'll look through it in more detail later. But we're also two minutes late to go live, so I'll do that another time. Thank you so much for that email. Send your email to support at WrestleTalk.com. Thank you so much for listening. We need to go review the show. Uh, Take care. Stay safe. We love you very much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.